This week on episode 65 of the Odd Data Podcast, I've got a couple of guys you might not want to cross, a whiny college student with a twist, and proof that redheads really are crazy in the most awesome way possible in this week's featured podcast, The Unwritable Rant. Beginning Odd Data Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and this is a show where I share my little twisted view of the world and goings-on in my life, along with weird news stories and the shit that you don't normally hear about. And I wrap it all up with a featured podcast, because I just like sharing the shit I like. What can I say? I'm a giver. But before we get into all the weirdness, okay, maybe it's weirdness because I'm, I'm me. Um, yeah, it's, I, I have a confession to make, I guess. No, not a guess. I have a confession to make. Uh, <laughs> uh, we just bought a whole box of fidget spinners. I know, I hate fatty like fad with a da 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 da, fatty bullshit, and all this sort of crap. And really, this is this is probably a fad that's gonna go away yesterday. I don't know. I don't pay attention to fads. All I know is that all you do, you look up and you see damn fidget spinners and fidget cubes and that shit all over the place. And I'd like to mention when the fidget cube first came out, like the original fidget cube and the Kickstarter and all that for that. My wife wanted to get one for me because I fidget like fucking crazy. We actually, and I think I've mentioned this before, we have a standing bet that, I wouldn't say it's a bet, but basically, I'm always moving. I'm always tapping my feet, I'm always doing something, and if you listen enough, you can hear me knock shit around frequently. But, we have a standing bet, basically, that if I can sit still for a full 24 hours, she will give me $200 to do whatever the fuck I want to do with. Granted, I, you know, it's a joint bank account and all that shit, but it's basically, here's 200 bucks, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And realistically, it used to be, I'm going to upgrade guitars, I'm going to get this, 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 and in all likelihood, now it'd probably be, I'm going to buy new microphones and a new mixer, and I'm going to get this and this and this, because this has become my obsession, yakking at you people. Thanks for listening. Yay! Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so... We never did get me a fidget cube. But then this whole fidget spinner thing happened and everyone's like, it just kind of came out of left field. And maybe because I don't pay attention to fads, I don't pay attention to what's popular and that sort of shit. And we really don't care. But it became a thing. And because suddenly Charlie's coming home from school and he's saying, oh, there's a fidget spinner. I want a fidget spinner. And oh, this student has it and this guy has it and this kid has it and this kid has it. And then some fucking guys at... It went from, like, nothing what the fuck's a fidget spinner to I'm looking around at desks in offices and everybody's got fidget spinners. And half the guys at work have fidget spinners. Which apparently half of them are, like, vaping and apparently that's totally the thing that vaping and fidget spinners apparently go hand in hand. Yeah. Both equally dumb. 
but just I forget what the fuck I was ordering and we're like on Amazon and my wife was just like you know what order some fidget spinners for the boys it'll shut them up I'm like yeah fine because you know like I said before happy wife happy life well quiet kids make for better podcasts same but we ordered a case of fidget spinners which of course because I'm cheap I'm like, what's the cheapest fucking ones I can get? Click, click, click. I end up ordering some shit that came direct from China. So it's taken like three weeks. And they just arrived yesterday. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it. We kind of, we sat there dicking around with fidget spinners all fucking day. And because I don't have mine on me at the moment, because I got six of them because there's six of us. And I, I don't have mine on me. And I'm honestly twitching right now, but I'm always twitching. Um, carpet's fun that way. But yeah, I, <laughs> we sat there just dicking around with them and doing stupid tricks because we're, you know, infants. And my wife sat there seeing how many can she stack together and spin and all that make it. It's like, yeah, it looks like a science project. It kind of looks like something you'd see in a science museum, some like a, a spinning vertebrae or some shit like that. Or how many can she hold together and sandwich and spin them all without just exploding everywhere? And yeah, we, we've spent too much time with these. But in the one positive that came out of it, well, two positives. First, my wife immediately noticed because I was sitting there watching TV and I just had this stupid thing in my hand and spinning it. I'm like, whatever. And then spin. And she realized the entire time I had that fucking thing in my hand, I wasn't twitching. I wasn't tapping my feet. I wasn't fiddling my fingers. I was not doing anything except holding on to this stupid thing. I'm like, well, fuck, that just proved the damn things at least somewhat accurate. And she's like, oh, man, I think I might have to get that 200 bucks ready. He's like, I'm not going to be able to hold this fucking thing for 24 hours. <laughs> like, I'm going to sit here for 24 straight hours. That's it. And then you owe me 200 bucks because there's no other way this is going <laughs> to that I'm going to win this bet. But the other, you know, little positive that came out of it, we now have a very desirable something to hold over the kids' heads. The... Hey, if you don't behave, we're taking away your fidget spinner. Hey, you're not going to get your fidget spinner today if you keep up that attitude or if you don't make your bed or blah, 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 blah. And because my mother-in-law is a teacher, she even came up with a nifty little trick that she uses with her students. Uh, the kind of we are going to change up, but essentially use the fidget spinner like a, a wheel for... Like a, like a, you put an arrow and like stick a sticker with like an arrow or a dot on it. And then you make up like a little chore chart or something like that and say, okay, spin it where it stops. That's your chore for the day. It's like it lands on, on bedroom. You have to keep your bedroom clean all day and that's it. And, or it lands on floors. You have to keep the floors clean all day and that's your chore. That's what it landed on. And so they at least have that responsibility and then they get their reward and all that. like hey you know what fuck that's a good fucking idea cannot argue with that that's a great little thing and it we have an extra one because we ordered six and there's six of us but i don't think the baby needs a fidget spinner which really just means my wife can sit there and play with two of them at the same time because she's more 
I may be the one that twitches and fidgets all the time, but she plays with toys. <laughs> so we got new toys, and so she's sitting there. She's the one sitting there while she's supposed to be doing her homework for I don't know what classes she's taking right now. She's taking three classes. I don't know what they are. So what? I'm not unattentive, but I don't know the exact names of her classes because she's not bitching about these so much. But she's the one sitting there while she should be doing homework and writing papers for classes. She's sitting there fiddling with her fidget spinners. Uh, but they're they're not terrible. I will say they're not terrible. I I am ashamed that I have one and I've I've you know fiddled with one and played with one and I you know that's not a terrible thing. Uh, I I I can't unfortunately I can't hate on fidget spinners and as much anymore. I still think that. You know, the people that obsess over them and are like trying to do tricks and you want to be a, you know, it's like you're a professional yo-yoer. It's like you're those people that are trying to be, oh, I'm a, I'm a pro fidget spinner. Yeah, look at all my tricks. <laughs> really? I will say some of the ones you see on YouTube that people are making their own, like, oh, I made a fucking three foot battering fidget spinner. That's not fidgeting. That's a, a ceiling fan, but you know some of those things because it's just created a new kind of craft project. But it's pretty cool. Those are cool. The standard little triangle with the ball bearings and all about yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cheap. But what the hell? It's it's a thing. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a new fad, and it'll be over in like yesterday. For all I know, I don't follow fads. Like I said, they were here today or gone tomorrow and um, one more piece of junk that has been collected in our house uh, but i've i've rambled on about my shame long enough so i'm going to take a quick modern family promo break and i will be right back with the news want to know the story behind modern family modern family started with a hashtag for indie podcasters the podcasters who do this for fun and because we're passionate. We're not the big podcast you hear about, most likely. We don't have 10 to 15 people helping us with production. But that doesn't mean the quality and content you're getting isn't as good as any of those shows. Is there an area of interest you like talking to people about? Listen to an indie podcast on that topic. The hosts are incredibly reachable. We're basically clamoring to hear from listeners. We're just as much your fans as you are ours. No matter what you're interested in, Potter and Family's got a show for you. Like movies and TV? Check out the Epic Film Guys, the Something Something cast, the Boxers, or the Countdown Movie and TV Review. Do you like comedy? Check out Everyone Has a Podcast, the One Word Go Show, Afterburn 739, Now That I'm Older, Rick and Paul Heal the World, or off in the weeds. How about random trivia and fun facts? Check out The Endless Knot, or The Story Behind. Like comic books and geek culture? Check out Geek Yogurt Podcast, or Little Geek Lost. I could go on, and believe me when I say there are a whole lot more where that came from. But you can find all these and more by searching the hashtag Family on Twitter. What's happening with the mole man? What, what's happening to the new man? What's happening with the mole man? I don't know the song about the new man. Hey, it's the new man. 
If you're looking for a new podcast to check out, why not check out what's happening with the new man, with the crazy mad scientist from Australia, talking about all sorts of things from gardening to cooking to life at home with your kids. What's happening with the new man podcast is the one for you. Check it out now. It's on iTunes, what's happening with the new man, also on Podbeam and all your social media pipes. Make sure you press the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You don't want to miss this hilarious podcast from Australia. What's happening with the new man? What's up, guys? This is Epic Film Guy Nick here, and I just want to take a few moments to tell you about an excellent podcast that I personally listen to called Ice and the Face. All right, now, if you're a fan of dystopian and even nihilistic comedy, this is the show for you. Rick and Sarah take the most ridiculous news items in the world every single week, and they just tear these stories down, all while having a great, great laugh. They're usually joined by guests who jump right in on the fun, and it's just a great time. They just launched a Patreon over at patreon.com slash ice in the face, so you can also support them. But if you're not listening to this show, what you need to do is go to their website at iceintheface.com or jump over on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe to Ice in the Face. I promise you'll listen for two minutes and you will be hooked just like I am. So go ahead and give it a listen and back to your regularly scheduled program. Okay, first up, Rhode Island man paves his driveway using unwashed clamshells. So, if you've got like a dirt driveway, you live kind of out in the country or somewhere like that, you don't live in this, in, in a, like, I would say proper, in the city with, with asphalt and concrete driveways and whatnot. Like, my in-laws, my in-laws live in the country. Uh, you may pave, you may just have like a dirt driveway, you may just have gravel or whatever. Well, in some parts of the country, like up in New England area, used clamshells are just kind of everywhere because it's, it's New England and clam chowder and stereotypes and things like that. Well, it is much easier and cheaper to acquire used clamshells for paving material. My, sorry, my desert brain says, aren't clamshells, like, sharp? Wouldn't they puncture your tires or something? I don't know about the details of it. But one man decided, well, I'm going to pave my driveway in clamshells. Except he got unwashed clamshells that still had, you know, sea slime and chunks of clam meat attached to them. And all of his neighbors told him, hey, take that shit back and get yourself some good, washed, clean clamshells, because that shit's gonna stink. And it's, it's, again, I don't know about Rhode Island. I imagine the smell of seafood is, and what that is always in the air. It's a small place, and it's right off the water. I don't know. Again, I live in the desert. But, you know, the truth to what they were saying, a couple of rainy days later, all this nasty, unclean, still-stuck-on-shells clam flesh started rotting. 
and then the flies came, and the maggots, and the overpowering stench of rotting seafood, and maggots and flies and whatnot, filling the air, to the point where his neighbors actually petitioned the city to force him to remove them. And the city actually put a cease and desist on them. Like, hey, leave him the fuck alone. Like, um, dude, his, his house is destroy is making our entire neighborhood unlivable. Uh, all that said, they even started putting signs and shit outside his, like on his road. You know, honk if you hate, if this stinks, honk, you know, and, you know, just to, just kind of force the guy to remove the damn clamshells. And, I, I see both sides of this because I see their perspective of, yeah, this shit stinks. But I also see his, it can't stay that way forever. It can't. Eventually it'll rot away. All the flies and maggots and whatnot will eat it. Not to defend the guy, but eventually the flies and the maggots and everything will eat all of the crap and, and it'll rinse away and wash away and fuck it's Maine. I'm sure you've got rock salt or something. Go out there and salt the shit. And rot it all, and dry it all out, and rot it all away, and do all that shit. And do something, but I think he needs to do something to, to at least mellow out the, the rank, <laughs> the, the stench from his rotting, decaying driveway. Or invest in some, I don't know, asphalt, tar, I don't know. Again, desert brain, I, black tar, roads, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, again, I, I, I see both sides of it and it's kind of fucked up, but you know, let him rot either. It, if he didn't change his mind when you said, Hey, those are rotten and they've got meat on them. You shouldn't use them. He's probably, he, he probably got them for a hell of a lot cheaper than the washed stuff. Otherwise he wouldn't have bought them really. So that's that, <laughs> uh, Angry man sets a hundred bed bugs loose on city hall. And I've got the video to go along with this in, in the show notes. But a uh, long story short, a guy had a bed bug problem in his apartment. It was really bad. I guess they're in his city. They had a kind of a municipal fund for if you needed assistance with, say, maybe you had a pest problem or you had a water leak or yeah, I don't know what exactly it was for, but it had like the general community assistance, the, Hey, I need financial assistance in taking care of this problem I have. Well, the city rejected this guy for financial assistance with his bed bug problem. He even lost the, a, another apartment. I guess his bed bug problem was so bad in this apartment that when he applied for another apartment, I imagine maybe they had to disclose it or something. Maybe it's that just that bad there. I don't know. But he actually was rejected for a new apartment because of the bed bug problem in his old apartment, which is why he was having to go after, you know, uh, municipal assistance and, and, and government assistance for his bed bug problem. Well, he decided, oh, you're going to reject me. You're going to, you're not going to help me take care of this bed bug problem. Fine. And dumps a cup of about a hundred bed bugs out right there on the table in the middle of city hall. It's like your problem now. And, and takes off like, fuck, don't piss this dude off. Shit. I'm glad. 
I wouldn't say that I'm glad it was just bedbugs because fuck bedbugs suck. And I think I'd rather it be cockroaches or spiders than bedbugs. But shit. I mean, again, I'm in the desert. I could have out here. That shit could have been scorpions. I know people out here that have bedbugs, but my understanding is they're heat sensitive. Uh, so yeah, fuck. No, they actually had to close down city hall and have somebody come out and take care of them. And I don't know if you have bed bugs where you live. I, again, I, I knew somebody who had them and she, it was like whoever lived in her apartment before had bed bugs. She moves in and guess what? Now you've got bed bugs. They bring in these like massive superheaters apparently. And they told her to basically get everything out of your apartment that could possibly be damaged by heat. Why? Because it's going to get to be like 500 degrees in here. We're going to basically cook them alive. (laughs) Just They bring in these superheaters and just cook the space. And she was like, they told her, get your electronics out, get your TV out. It'll melt the components. Get this out, get this out, get this out. Anything you don't want, anything that can be damaged by high heat, get it out. And so they basically burn them out and then they go, I guess they go in vacuum or some shit. Of course, to the resilience of bed bugs, she didn't pull her bed away from the wall and they all huddled up behind her, her, uh, headboard and lived. Sucks. God, I'm, I'm so glad I don't have bed bugs. Ah, I, I, I don't like bugs in general. Creepy crawly shit. It just, I'm not afraid of them. I just, yeah, they're creepy. But. On to another man who you probably don't want to piss off. And I'd call this the overreaction of the year. A man supposedly threatened to shoot a restaurant owner because there were onions in his food. Yeah, okay. When I go to McDonald's, I say no onions because I don't like biting into onions. But... Especially those tiny little minuscule fucking stupid piece of shit onions at McDonald's. But I'm not about to show up with a gun. Now, this wasn't like a McDonald's. This was a sit-down restaurant, like an Indian restaurant. But really, I mean, yeah. you. He was apparently drunk. Obviously, he was drunk. But the guy comes back, and, this is like, and like the next day... It wasn't even like a, he got pissed off, stormed off, and came back with a gun. He came back the next day, drunk, threatened like threatened to shoot the owner. And then when they called the cops, he pulls down in pants and exposes himself. I'm like, really? Yeah, drunk as fuck. Because really, sober people don't look at uh, public indecency and and flashing somebody. Or just generally taking your pants off as a form of protest, or they think that it's going to solve anything. Really. Because if if threatening to shoot somebody didn't work, uh, whipping it out is probably not going to solve your problem. And it's all over onions in your food. I don't... Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the only thing that makes it an interesting or a weird story because you know sad to say people threaten to shoot people in restaurants every day i lived it for years people are drunk and disorderly in restaurants every day but over onions really you know what 
Yeah, what the fuck were you eating that it's so goddamn bad? All that, just to be number two, you could, in my countdown of idiots this week. Which brings me, da da da, to the jackass of the week. A woman is suing her poetry professor to get an A. And here's the twist. It's not some snowflake millennial like you might expect, because I've I've seen that shit. But this is actually a 59-year-old woman in her bachelor's program in her advanced creative writing poetry class is suing her professor because she disagrees with basically the course selections and the here's what we're reading and analyzing for this class she went in there think like thinking oh i am going to be reading you know the classics like poe and robert frost and 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 no that's that's high school this is advanced this is bachelor's you know degree program create advanced creative writing poetry class well, the professor picked a lot of of poetry that was very sexual in, in nature and had a lot of gay overtones and profanity and a lot of vulgarity and, and was much uh, raunchier and much, as she put it, much more left than she liked as a mainstream college student. No, 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 you're, you're an old white lady and i don't even have to see a picture of the woman to know it's an old white lady complaining because you're complaining that your professor made the course too gay essentially your professor made the your female poetry professor made the course too gay and it's not fitting and because she complained about it she says i complained about the course and complained about the coursework and so she gave me an F, and this is just retribution. So she's suing the professor to get an A, and to make the college change the course. Like, Sorry, but that's kind of the way college courses go. The professor determines the coursework. The professor determines how how am I going to teach the class? Are you going to learn the class? Now, I will say, there are some professors that I think... You know, it, it's one thing to you select the way the class is going to be taken, and then there's those professors in college who I think need to be stopped, who are the ones who just sit there and teach their opinion of things. You know, you are, like, and I'm not trying to make a political statement or anything, but if a professor goes in and teaches you why Donald Trump is a bad person, that's wrong, because you're expressing your opinion and your political viewpoint. If this, you know, that's not right. You shouldn't be teaching opinion. But if the teacher happens to be gay and you're teaching a poetry class and you're the poets and the work that the teacher selected as just teaching aids in this case, this is just you're reading these poems and you're working on it's still creative. You don't have to write a gay poem, lady, just because you had to read a poem by a gay author you had to read a book from a gay author or a poem that was about two women in love or something like that that doesn't mean that doesn't affect your work you are still that's what 
makes a good writer, that's what makes a good poet, the ability to look at things and make them your own. And reading a gay poem does not make you gay. And I'm sorry, people just get too damn uptight. And I, I hate to say it, but it's a lot of old white people. And, 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 and yeah, I come from a family with a lot of old white people and old Mexicans too. Guess what? My, my background is very conservative, old ass Mexicans, but you know, they don't, people get offended by stupid shit. And for her to say that basically because the, the professor taught so much gay stuff and was that that's why she got an F like, no, you got an F because you didn't do the work. That's got to be it, because it's if you objected to the class that much, drop the class. If you have that much of a damn problem, you're not going to change the class. You're not going to change the professor. So maybe look into a different class, but don't sue the professor so you can get an A. You know, that's you. Yeah, you're, you're making yourself look bad. It's like you're almost 60 and you're really you're going to go to that extent it's like, there, there's, you have no legal recourse. The professor didn't do anything illegal. You know, it's just, that's, that's college. Guess what? That's college. Professors teach the class the way they teach the class. If you have a fucking problem with it, get the fuck out of the class. You can drop a class. Take it next semester with a different professor. Or just don't take poetry. Unless you have to take poetry, in which case you're going to have to deal with it. Really. So, suck it up, buttercup. Be the bigger person. Be the responsible adult. And move on. Don't do something stupid and petty. Uh, Alright. And with that, I will take my last little promo break here and be right back with this week's recommended listening. Hey there, it's Chris from More Gooder Than, where we rate and dissect pop culture one argument at a time. I'm joined by my compadres, Corey Sasso. What it is, Home Trees. And Donnie the Big D Car. Que mas? For those of you that would be joining us for the first time, Corey, Donnie, and I each take the side of some piece of pop culture and try and sway the world to agree with our opinions on which one is most goodest, with a 100% money-back guarantee to entertain you in the process. So we've done which is goodest out of the Indiana Jones trilogy. We've also covered the twin film phenomenon like Armageddon and Deep Impact. We've also compared and contrasted excellent Bill Paxton performances. So if that's something that you guys like to enjoy, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, and our website, mgtpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at mgtpodcast. Thanks, and check us out. Uh, is it working? I think so. I don't I don't know. The thing is on. Well, I, I know, but I wanted to tell him about our podcast, but I don't know if the, you know, the, the thingy is working. What are you going to say? I don't know. I, I was thinking like, hey, I'm Joe and you're Matt and you're Becky and we host pre-recorded live every Tuesday. We talk about geeky stuff. You know, something, you know, like that. At pre-rec live on Twitter, facebook.com backslash pre-rec live, pre-rec live.wix.com backslash podcast. Yeah. Okay. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, a bunch of podcast apps. Mm. All right. Well, okay. Is it ready? Yeah. Start talking now. Brother. 
here's a few reasons why you should be listening to the Unwritable Rant podcast with host Juliet Miranda. She can tell a great story. If you can't play dead, play drunk. And it works, I swear. <laughs> she interviews celebrities that have great stories. If, if we have a cousin that's kind of strange, we don't we don't put him away or tuck him away. We set him on an old dryer out in the front yard with alcohol and let him wave at people. <laughs> right, right. And then you tell your friends about it. And she's tolerant and loves kids. So these kids go running up after the ball, and I stand up and I yell, kids die in the street all the time. So head on over to theunwritablerant.com and listen to the show. This week's featured podcast, as you heard, is The Unwritable Rant with Juliet Miranda. And I honestly, I don't know why it's taken me this long to get to doing this one, because this is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. And it's almost because I feel like she would fit in really well with my family. Just the crazy stories that she's got. I mean, a quick summary. She was, she's an author and she was a, I don't know what she does professionally now other than her, uh, her books, but I know that she was like a, a music journalist when she was 16 and going on tours and cover and with like, metal bands and all this shit when she was in high school, which of course, great, lots of stories in and of itself. And just generally she grew up with a, you could say a less than normal, uh, upbringing because of the rock and roll journalism and just, she has a quirky family. Quirky. Yeah. Let's go with quirky. Um, <laughs> but She's absolutely crazy, but in the best possible way. She's got, as I don't even know how to describe how she can pull stories out. And I mean, she's got stories about her dad setting, blowing up neighbors' trees, and stories about her mom, you know, scaring away demons out of her neighbor's closet. And the the ex boyfriend stories are just hilarious because she assigns in the name of anonymity she gives everybody a nickname whether it's the pinball wizard or the jackass or her friend crazy town or you know just you you never know but you know after you listen to the story exactly why they got that name and her the detail and the expression and just the you can feel her rolling her eyes when she talks about some people and you can feel, you can hear it in her voice, just the shame of some things. Like the multiple times she's nearly killed her husband by accident. I think one of my favorite ones like that is her, uh, her husband trying to explain why he likes the Three Stooges. And her recalling this story and explaining it and then her understanding of it. And it just, the, the entire action and you, she, you can see it. She has, the, I mean, she's an author. She has a way with words better than I do of explaining a scene and describing exactly what's going on so that you can see exactly how this all transpired. So you're laughing your ass off the whole time. Mix that in with an encyclopedic knowledge of alcohol, especially bourbon. 
Now, most of the shows that I talk about, especially a lot of the Potter and Family shows, these are shows where people drink. The Epic Film Guys, Netflix and Swill, uh, I, I, I'm blanking names of shows right now. Um, <laughs> they, a lot of these guys, especially if they're doing crossover stuff, they will drink. They'll drink during the show, they'll have a whole segment to what are you drinking, and focus on that. Well, she takes that and adds quite a bit of class to it in that she not only is drinking, she's usually drinking bourbon. She's usually drinking good bourbon. And not only does she just do the, hey, here's what I'm drinking, it's here's a rundown of this bourbon, here's a description of its taste, here's the mash bill, here's, here's run down all the stats and the information and the somebody who pays attention to the details of what she's drinking. So she knows the good stuff and she will tell you and she will tell you if it's bad. She's not just going to sit there and drink whatever, like she's not going to blow smoke up your ass about if you should try this. It's not like somebody's, she's being sponsored by whatever the hell she's drinking this week. She tells you how it is. If she says it tastes like battery acid, it probably tastes like battery acid and you shouldn't buy it. And she, she'll tell you straight up. So, and, and I've, and I've said before, I'm not a big drinker. I'm not, when I've talked about a lot of the other guys that do the beer guys that are kind of beer snobs or whatever, I don't drink beer. I don't, I'm not, I don't drink bourbon. But, you know, when I listen to her describe flavors and describe something as leathery, I've never, I've never drank leather before. And the way she describes the flavors of bourbons makes me want to try them for the sake of understanding what she's describing. Because, like I said, she's so vivid in her descriptions of things. And... So when she describes the flavor of something, you, if you don't know what that is, you want to know what that is. I, I'm curious to try some of the things that she describes because I want to understand her description better. So yeah, she, it's that mixed with the, the crazy redhead and just the hilarity of her stories. And it's almost like, it's not, doesn't seem like it's intended to be funny. Just, they're just crazy stories and they're just fun. And just the, the craziness that is her life, which is the awesomest, craziest shit ever. You know, that she made a story about getting pulled over in her little red convertible multiple times. Utterly hilarious. And that she can make an event out of all, something as menial as getting pulled over. She just, she's awesome that way. Like I said, I don't know what's taken me so long to get to feature the unwritable rant in this segment. Uh, no, I know exactly what it was. It was the last time I featured a female fronted show. I went on at great length, like I am here. And I think I just didn't want my wife to get mad about it. Like, Why are you talking so much about another woman? Because she's funny. And she does a great show, and it's hilarious. I will say, I'm not as big a fan of her interviews, just because when I do listen to her show, I do listen for her stories. That's me. But she has done some great interviews, and she's had some interviews that were like, damn. 
And it just kind of goes to her contacts with in her life and growing up in the music industry and in the entertainment industry. Uh, uh, she interviewed Charlie Daniels, which I thought was just damn, but she's had, she's had some really awesome interviews, but again, it's not so much my cup of tea just because I, I really, I'm more invested in her stories than necessarily theirs. And there's a lot of interview shows out there. So for her, I was like, but you know, when she, it, when she gets an interview, it's, it's worth listening to. So don't let, don't let my particular take on interviews. I'm, you know, I, I don't listen to a lot of interview stuff. That's just me. But yeah, it's, it's absolutely every, everybody. And I say this to fucking everybody, but you should listen to this show. If anything, because she's just damn funny. And I, bet you you know somebody like that if you're listening to her you know either you're you're kind of you know somebody like her or you know somebody like anybody in her stories you know someone like like is it like the jackass you're crazy town or or pinball wizard or her husband for that matter uh you know, you, you get, you know, somebody like you can, you can connect to her stories in some way, shape or form. And if you can't, you are one lucky bitch. You probably have a pretty boring life too, but I think this, this show is awesome. I can't even remember why I started listening to it. I really don't what know what sparked me, but I've been listening to it for almost a year. And like I said, this is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to every week. And I, it's really a case of what is she going to talk about next? What else? When they post up the little previews on Twitter of here's what's going on, I'm like, how the hell could that possibly go wrong? And it's really just a wait and see sort of situation. It's like, oh no, trust me, this is going to go sideways. Just you wait. <laughs> so, it's it's really just a fun show to be had. It's one of those that I need to get. It's I think if I got my sisters into this, I could probably get them into more shows. Is listening to Juliet is like you know sitting down with that crazy friend of yours whose life is way more fun and who does really cool shit. That's her. She just has adventures. Even when she goes on vacation, she has adventures with children and drug dealers and crazy shit that just happens. And to top it all off, her voice is so smooth. It's, and I, I mean this in the best possible way, but she has the voice of like a 900 sex line. Like it's just so smooth and like somewhat seductive, even when she's talking about horrific things, but it's just so smooth and it draws you in and you are just laser focused on what she's saying. She is, she gets, with that voice, she just gets her hooks into you and she could probably tell you to drive off a cliff and yes, ma'am, with that, she just, yeah. And I, I mean this in the best possible way. She's just, her voice is just amazing. And I, I've heard her on live things before, so it's not like this is some crazy post processed and they, you know, they, they auto tune the shit out of her voice or something to make her sound. She just has an amazing voice. And 
Yeah, it's, it is something that hooks you right from the very beginning, and you stay blazer-focused on every word she says. Not that you would want to not pay attention, because if you get distracted, you're backing it up. you got to get the details of the story. But, yeah, every every second of the show is awesome and hilarious. And so I've gone on for way too long about <laughs> about this show. But probably longer than every other segment now that I look at it. But that is this week's featured podcast, The Unwritable Rant with Juliet Miranda, which you can find at theunwritablerant.com. I do want to back up one little bit, and I normally stick this near the front of the show, but I didn't want to drag everything down today. Um, kind of address the the elephant in the room as it is. Uh, this last week, what we lost what is, you know, to so many people, the greatest Batman, the the only real Batman to some people. Uh, Adam West died this last week of leukemia, which I didn't even know he had. Um, to be fair, I don't follow a lot of things like that. I wouldn't have known, especially with older celebrities. You just, they kind of keep things like that private, you know, like they might have their work and he's, you know, he's been working consistently for years. He's been the voice of, uh, Mayor West on Family Guy and he's, I have to say, there are so few people, I can't think of anybody else, who has managed to make a career literally out of just playing himself. I mean, he's played other parts, but so many roles he's done in his older years were just playing himself, or a, or kind of a, a caricature of himself. And, and But no matter who he is, he's always he's always going to be viewed as Batman. He's always going to be that Batman that, and it's not even because he was like such a great actor. The acting was great on, you know, Batman back in the sixties. For all intents and purposes, it was terrible, but it was, that was the Batman that kids of my generation and older, because I mean, this was in the sixties. I was born in the eighties, but I, you know, I watched it on in reruns every day as a kid and you know, my brother and I would tie bed sheets around our, our necks and mom would get mad at us. But we, and we'd run around playing Batman and Robin and we'd, you know, we'd go to the park and slide down the bat poles and, you know, every time and fire up our go karts. There's like atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed. And that's what we, every, you know, every time, that's just the way we, we were he just had that impact on our lives and so many other people i mean when the news hit that he died the celebrity outpouring was just it was when these big celebrities die you see that but with adam west it was something different because he it wasn't for adam west it was like that part of our childhood died it wasn't, it was our Batman, the Batman, you know, that, that man who created this thing that was such a major part of so many people's lives and their childhoods is gone. And 
Because no matter what else he's done, no matter the movies he's been in, he is one of those actors who will forever be that icon to so many people and will forever be synonymous with the one role. You know, Christopher Reeve will always be Superman and Adam West will always be Batman. And, you know, the, the world is, is, has lost a legend. And it is, I mean, yeah, everybody, he was 88. He had a long life and he did amazing things and he played amazing roles and he is, you know, he is more than cemented in, in the collective consciousness and, and pop culture and, and the entire world. And it's, I honestly got choked up just kind of writing this up for this, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of heavy, but. I, I, I'm, I think I need to just, I don't know where I'm going how, how to, how to stop with this, but I'm going to, uh, call it there before I do something crazy, like start to cry or something. But that is going to do it for this week. You can get the links to all of the stories from this episode, including a couple of videos and a little tribute that was put up by Nerdist for Adam West and, my little uh, personal tribute that I swear I didn't cry, I didn't cry, I didn't cry. But um, all that at odddadout.blogspot.com. And while you're there, click one of the subscribe links at the top, whether on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, Stitcher, all of it's there. And while you're doing that, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, because I'd love to hear what you say. I really... I don't care what the reviews do in for rankings. I just want to hear from you because, like I said, sharing is caring. So share your thoughts about the show. What do you like? What do you not like? I want to know the good, the bad, the ugly. And you can connect with me on Facebook and Twitter at OddDadOut or email me OddDadOut at gmail.com. But until next week... I'm Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. Thank you, and good night. Good night.